Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO Cast. I'm Chris, back at it with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We got so much for you. We literally, I don't even know, like, we got a lot of quite a bit of negative stuff to start it off just because it's just the way things worked out. Um, but we want well, to thank you all. Two of them were late ads, too. Like Two of them were late ads, on. yes. So um, I want to thank you guys all for listening. Mr. J, shout out to all you down there in Tim's area. Um, and make sure you go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming. I have a feeling there's going to be a big resurgence in Warzone because of the new season. Today was the um, Twitch Rivals, where all the Twitch guys went out there. And they had, um, it was 150 players. There was five captains. And they each got, I think it was, that ends up being five teams. Is it five teams? Well, if you got five captains, that would be five teams. No, 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 no. They each get so many teams of three. So there's 150 players and then you have the five captains and there's their three person teams. So what's 150 divided by three is 50 divided by three is. I I didn't go to school to be a mathematician. 50. It's not 50 teams though. I'm trying to figure it out, but well, it's probably going to be resurgence. So go to our link tree and look at our, our channels because we got so much in there of us doing fun stuff. Follow us, like us. I have the second camera set up in the set of the studio now. So um, I can be doing my Pokemon card openings for TikTok and all that good stuff. So check all that stuff out. Um, as usual, we are going to start with the people who have passed away this past week. Um, leading off that is uh merle smith and um so i did pull stuff up because i was kind of like i don't know anything about merle smith so um one of the other ones i i know pretty well so i was kind of like oh you know you know i don't know him but um merle smith was the first what was it tim first um uh first black graduate of the u.s coast guard academy so um Wait, that sounds familiar. Was there, wasn't there a movie about that? Are you talking about the one with Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yes. No, that was um, the first black uh, diver. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. So he passed away um, at the age of 76, which, I mean, when um, whenever I see a former person in the military or someone who probably did something like either professional football, stuff like that, passing away at that age, it's not as much of a surprise it's still devastating you know but 76 um you know you were living a rough life you know that's kind of what happens um the next one we have is joanne linville who came in um actually on the 20th she passed away at 93 um and what she was known for uh james dean um the most famous one i believe they had on there was she was on star trek um she was there. She was a drug addict on that one. Let's see. The Enterprise incident. She guest stars as a Romulan commander on Star Trek. So um, it looks like she's one of those ones that's very similar to the ones that we've run into um, that were really popular in, like, the 80s. So, like, it says Charlie's Angels, uh, Chips, 
Columbo, Dynasty, L.A. Law, literally all these ones. Bonanza she was in, The Fugitive, The FBI. It's all these ones that a lot of us don't remember. But, oh, even Gunsmoke. Wow, I loved Gunsmoke was my favorite as a kid. So um, she was, you know, well-versed. Um, and she was 93, so she lived quite a long time. The last person is the person that everyone should know. Because he was my favorite person on Pee Wee's Playhouse. He played Jombie. And his name is John Paragon. Now, he was only 66. Did they say what happened with him? Um, yeah, and the crazy thing is, is he died in the beginning of April. It just came out public last Oh, week. yeah, April 3rd. Um, yep. So he died of heart disease and um, chronic alcohol abuse in his home in Palm Springs. Oh, no. He wrote Double Trouble. Ooh. He wrote a lot of stinkers in there. Oh, Elvira's Haunted Hills. Last thing he did was Peeway's Big Holiday in 2016, where he played a TV cameraman. And then 2014 on TV, he was in 13 Nights of Elvira. So, I mean, uh, yeah, that's quite April. So two months, over two months went by. That is crazy. Yeah. Heart disease and alcohol abuse. That's so sad. Well, that makes it even sadder. Well, super. Yeah. Um, that's an RIP I didn't want to deal with. But it gets even better, folks, because... We go into this. This this news was kind of shocking, but I don't know. Like um, the way this news was brought to my attention when I read the article, they even agreed that it almost seems like. Um, so the news is is that Mark Hoppus, the bassist, and what most people know is the other person you hear singing besides um, uh, Tom DeLonge. Uh, and obviously old now they have a new person in it, but the, he has cancer um, and he's been actually been getting chemotherapy for three months. So what that tells me is, is he was probably trying to figure out maybe what was happening and how he was going to respond to it. Or I don't know. I just know that it's, you know, super sad that, you know, a young guy like him, you know, he's in his forties, but he's still, you know, you know, I'm grew up listening to all his music and, um, you know, they didn't say what kind of cancer, so you never know because I've had people tell me I got cancer and um, I knew someone that had it and they said it very nonchalantly, like it was just like whatever. And it was like it was a 98% survival rate because it was a certain kind of leukemia that is the most common and easiest to work with. Not saying that they all are, but, you know, that's why he was so nonchalant. So we don't know exactly what kind of cancer or the probability. Um, he said he's scared, but hopeful. So you hope that, um, you know, maybe it's a good prognosis and he was just making sure people knew because he probably is, he's going to start changing his looks. And also with the pandemic basically over in the United States, bands have started announcing tours. And if he, they blink when two doesn't say anything or announce anything. People are going to start going, what's going on? And you know, that's going to be why. So we have that one. And then literally we're sitting here. Oh, sorry about that. Decided to yawn, but we're sitting here and I'm reading this stuff. What Tim was watching to the trailers that I posted in our stuff that basically, 
uh, Britney Spears comes out and says, I've been lying this whole time. My conservatorship is horrible. Um, her example is, is they have, I have an IUD in me that prevents me from having children and I can't decide or they won't let me go and have it taken out. So it, it's dramatic. I just found out, I didn't realize. So her monthly allowance is $8,000 $8, a month. And that's her monthly allowance. Now, mind you, that doesn't include probably the paying on the cars or paying on, you know, the house kind of thing, whatever. But her dad as a conservator makes $16,000 a month. Why do you need $16,000 a month to take care of your daughter's stuff? You know, I get getting some money to pay your bills because, you, but I don't even know if he's around his daughter. The rumors that everyone said is, is basically you get vetted like you're meeting the president if, if you want to become friends with her for whatever reason. And there's a famous guy who's like, he's well-known uh, choreographer in Vegas, and he's been trying to go see her because he lo he likes her as a friend. And also they trade dance stuff and ideas and whatnot. Well, he can't see her and she's not allowed to be alone with any of them. So it was just shocking to me to read all this stuff that, you know, how unhappy she is and how everything's fake and she cries every night. Yeah, that that's, that's crazy. Hey, I'll be her conservatorship for even half that. I'll, I'll eight grand a month. I'll do that for her. She's saving money. I mean, I will say, um, I don't trust you, Tim, on that job. Because <laughs> oh, I, I do. I do think, though, that the conservatorship is like a legitimately full-time job. I, I was on a jury for a conservatorship, and the person was on it because he kept getting out of the insane asylums and going to pay-by-the-hour hotels, getting them, blocking the bottom of the doors and flooding the rooms. Every single time he would do that. And so, okay, that guy has some mental issues that he's not getting any help with. And usually what happened was the guy would come out fine and he'd start taking his medication. And then all of a sudden this would all happen. So I, I get, you know, hopefully this guy that she's with actually truly loves her and wants to help her out with it. Cause I know that her ex Kevin Federline, who she has the kids with has been like ridiculously supportive of her, whatever she wants, whenever the kids want to go over there. Cause she's got teenage kids, man. They're almost, I think, out of high school now, uh, one of them at least. And, she, the, the, you know, the, she has enough support. So it was just shocking to me about how, because she, she keeps saying, I'm fine, I'm fine. But people were like, yeah, but whenever people in the comments say, wear a red shirt in your next video and do three spins and we'll know you're not okay. And she kept doing what they were telling her in the, like when the comment would say that, she would do it. And then people are like, look, she's not okay. And then turns out, you know, she legitimately is not okay. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, at least it thinks that it took this long for it to, you know, her come out and say it. But I mean, at least she didn't take it to her grave or, you know, towards the end, <clears throat> you know, late, even more later on for her since she was so young when, you know, she was thrust into the limelight. Yeah, I mean, it's um it, it is sad too because she had such a promising future. She still does makes a lot of money, she still does great, but it is sad to see, you know, someone so um you know, just destroyed cuz obviously she loves her boyfriend. I think they've been they've been together for 5 years now and you know, she probably wants to have kids with them and she can't. So, um it's been an interesting day getting that, but now we're going to get back 
to the normalness, normalishness of it. Um, so the Beatles get back moves to Disney Plus as a documentary doc, documentary series premiering November twenty twenty one. That was supposed to be a movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to be a theatrical release, but I guess. Um, and Peter Jackson is the director of it, so it says you've been able to assemble and restore um, from outtakes of the documentary "Let It Be." Project shifted to the streaming service with three episodes, each approximately two hours long, set to debut November 25, 26, and 27th of this year. So it, it seems like it, well, I mean, shoot, you got three days and there are, uh, what is it, or three episodes that are two hours long. I mean, that's a six hour movie right there. Exactly. So they just decide to move it to the streaming service um, because it says due to the massive amount of footage. So there, there you go. So it'll be, you know, after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving time, you'll get a, and the nice thing is they're doing it in consecutive days, November 25, 26, 27. So it's not like, oh, you got to wait this Friday, then the, exactly. next week, and then the next week. So, and they're shooting two hours long. So that'll be, uh, you know, there, there you go. If you're a, if you're a Beatles fan. Exactly. Something to get you through. And it actually it's going to be free or with the service. So that's always good. It's not like they're going to yeah. put a premium on it. Yeah, exactly. So the next thing we have is Rachel Zegler is cast as Snow White in a live action remake of Disney's first animated feature film. Why do I know that name, Rachel Zegler? I don't know, but I did not know that they were doing a live-action remake of Snow White. Or if I did, it was something that was so long ago that I completely forgot about it. Yeah, no, they kind of they're doing a lot of stuff under the radar. Like um, the the next thing, um, it's been in works for a while. Like one thing I will say, so um, uh, the big one I saw, so Loki. So when do you think they gave they gave the pitch to do Loki? When do you think they gave the pitch to do it? Oh, I don't know. I'd probably say at least a couple years ago. So it was two years. Two years ago, the director, because she announced today they just sent off the last episode of the series to be, you know, looked at because Disney Plus does look at it and say, hey, or Disney does, hey, we need to edit this, do this, whatever. And um, so a lot of these, I think the big problem is now is oh we're doing a snow white live action and then all this hate all this hate comes through like they did with mulan mulan was so 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 people were mad but there were people complaining look there's no mushu and then people were like that was the funny he's the comic relief well that's not what they were going through for with the reboot so i think a lot of times they try to get everyone lined up get them deeper and deep enough into the role to where they're not going to be like oh i can't I can't do the role because I don't fit it or whatever. Unlike the next person who took a role that was supposed to be an Asian character in a comic book, but she'll took it. You know, this one, it doesn't matter to me personally. What uh Snow White ethnicity. I think, I think the one difference people have seen is they have different ethnic princesses now and Disney, Disney princesses, but um, whichever way they want to go with this, I don't know why. I, I have to look it up real quick because that Rachel Zegler, the name sounds familiar. I've been seeing it, seeing stuff float around. Um, well, I guess she was like in West Side Story. Um, and like oh, she's the one that was in the in the Heights. That's who I know her. 
She's in the uh she was in the heights, the new one, I believe. Was she? Shazam. Oh, no, no, no. She's she's in Shazam. That's what it is. She is um I'll tell you right now. It doesn't say I is she the well, one there was says it's Shazam's not going to be released until 2023. That's the new one. Yeah, that's the one that she's in. She wasn't yeah. it doesn't say that she was in the first one. She wasn't, but that's because she probably played. Oh, she doesn't have a doesn't have a, a listed person. So because they had they they changed forms, so they are the kid version and an adult version in the first one. So I don't know if they change it to where she's going to play the adult version because I think the new movie they're actually all adults in this new one. I think, um, but she hasn't done anything. Yeah, she did West Side Story this year, and that's that's it. But I guess she says got she got big. Um, YouTube following or YouTube. Um, oh, it's not even out yet. <laughs> uh, she said West Side Shallow. Story. West Side Story comes out this year. Yeah. Yeah, she's in West Side Story this year. No, I guess what, what her was is in 2020, she sang, uh, filmed herself, video of herself singing Shallow from A Star is Born that had over 11 million views. Wow. So she's basically an unknown. There was a story about a girl she is playing. She's from the In the Heights movie. I thought maybe that was her, but it's not. Well, um, we learn something new every day. Jesus, she's only 20. Uh, that's crazy. She can't even drink. Um, the next thing we have, yeah, which I was yeah, talking about. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is going to produce and star in Disney's Tower of Terror movie. Um, I mean... It is what it is. I don't know what they could do with it unless they tell the full story of the Tower of Terror, but then you're basically making a Twilight Zone movie. Yeah, you're making a, a an episode of Twilight Zone into a movie. So there wasn't anything much on this. It just said, here it is. I mean, I, I really Stuff hope it's not comedic. Later. I really hope it's not comedic. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. The article, it was like two paragraphs saying, here's what it is, and... Uh, you know, based on the ride and, you know, more details coming out later. Yeah, it's, that's the new thing they've been doing is, um, you know, it's it's weird because there's so many of these new shows that are coming out. And I know a lot of them, they, they're basically, they're not preparing for another um pandemic type thingy but i do feel like they're starting to build up a back backlog of movies and whatnot so that way they have everything ready to go um in case something else happens or if in case the streaming service is like hey we need something bam you got something to throw on the streaming service so yeah um let us know what you think about those movies that are come out or anything you're looking forward to um facebook uh, I keep wanting to go to the old style wow, wow. Linktree L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming If you do search FOMOcast on Facebook You'll find us But uh, it's easier to go to the Linktree Has everything there um, Mobile ordering has been discontinued At almost all Universal Orlando restaurants What the heck That's crazy Because I mean Disney, you know, had their big push for mobile ordering. Obviously, during the pandemic, they didn't want a whole bunch of people 
right like, around the registers and now that's opening up but i figured you know where it says that they're discontinuing it i would think they'd have it kind of like how disney had it before um the pandemic where you could kind of mobile order whenever you whenever you wanted to because there was a lot of windows open and there wasn't that many people doing it especially coming out of the it, it, it was more of a um, what was the convenience factor. You could be on the other side of the park. Hey, you know what? What do you want to eat? Oh, we want this. Okay, let's mobile order and start walking over that way because, hey, maybe we have a fast pass over there or max pass or just, you know, it's a sit down rest, sit down uh, counter service type deal. Let's order it now. So by the time we get over there, it's almost done. We can pick it up and not have to wait in the line, order and wait again for it to be prepared. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very interesting on that aspect. So- I, I think their technology is not up to par. I think because Disney, you got to think the fast pass system is basically just a dumbed down version of a mobile ordering system. It's basically what yeah. it is. So they've already had this technology being worked on for how many years? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and who knows? Maybe they looked at it and they said, hey, it doesn't matter if you mobile order or not, that it's still, it's not worthwhile. So why use technology when we could just kind of shut it down or turn it on whenever we need be? Or, hey, it's a busier day in the park. Let's, you know, we suggest mobile ordering or kind of direct people to to do that. Who knows? But it's just really interesting, especially in this day and age, uh, or what we're kind of coming out of, that they would discontinue at almost all of their restaurants. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how they rebound from this. Maybe they have something else in the works, or maybe they're going to go to a new system. Because they do a whole new system, it's going to be years before they even can try this again. Yeah. So um, now we're the next one. Tim was reading this, and Tim was getting shocked. Um so there's a new trailer out for a Mark Wahlberg movie um, called Joe Bell. And it's a trippy, it's trippy because I'm going to have to watch it because you don't. So, you know, spoiler alert in the trailer, you realize Jaden Bell is Joe's son. And you see them talking, playing around, going on a fun walk. Him talking about how he wants to go live in New York. And they're walking down the road like with a cart. It's really weird. And then all of a sudden, the kid's talking about how he's getting bullied and picked on and stuff like that. Well, then they get a call saying that Jaden's, you know, in the hospital or something like that. And then you realize that the kid's been dead the whole time and that the that basically Mark Wahlberg's character, Joe Bell, is just sitting there reflecting on stuff. And it's about it's a true story about Joe Bell uh, is a dad who was walking, uh, walked from Oregon to New York. Uh, do not Google anything on Wikipedia if you don't want any spoilers because it's going to ruin the whole movie because it already ruined it because Tim said everything, which I kind of knew. I remember the news. It's a true story, so it happened in real life. But um, uh, Mark Wahlberg shocked me in the trailer, at least. It was very diverse. It felt very Nicolas Cage-esque. Referring to our next trailer, too. He's in our next trailer. But it was very... Um, it was not wahlberg It was basically like he was an actual actor. Yeah, no, he. I think he played the role great, and so the whole, tra- like you said, the trailer takes you through it, and then at the end of the trailer, that's why I had to Google it, because I'm like, hold on, wait, that, or what, what's going on here? And then so I Googled it, and like you said, 
uh, if you don't want. I mean, it's it's a true story, so you, it's it's out there. It's not like it's going to spoil anything. Um, it's readily available, <laughs> but, right? You know, I almost want to go back and rewatch the trailer, knowing what I know now um, on it, because I think it would make words kind of. You're not necessarily confused, but you're like, hold on, wait, is that you know, kind of, is it, is it going to go this way or is it going to go this other way? Because it could go yeah. either way, um, and not knowing the the history behind it. So, um, yeah, no, if, if you don't want any spoilers, uh, don't Google it or watch the trailer and then Google it or shoot Google it then watch the trailer and it'll, like I said, for me. I would go back and watch it now knowing it and some parts there, I would have a different, um, you know, see it in a, in a different light. But it was, I mean, when I was done with it, it was just like a, a wow. Oh my gosh. And the way the trailer ends, it's like, hold on, wait, I think I know what's going on here. So, yeah. and then I found out even more Googling it um, on, on the, on the Wikipedia that I didn't know the one part, but then led into the next part. And yeah, so I'm sure it's going to be a, you know, a, uh, you know, well, it's going to be sad anyways, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it's going to be even more sad than what you think is, is going to be if you don't want to Google it. So yeah, that one, that would, yeah, that's, it's, it's a, it's a very compelling story and I'm surprised it hasn't been made into a movie sooner, especially to seeing how everything, you know what I mean? Has everything been going? Yeah, exactly. And, and Mark Wahlberg looks fan. I mean, acting in it is fantastic, especially since the past couple movies that he's, that he's done were like daddy's home and, and all of those ones where it's more, um, you know, comedic in it, or this one, it's like, oh man, he could, I mean, we knew he could kind of play any role already, but, you know, this one is, and just how he handles certain situations in it um, is is crazy. Yeah, exactly. And, um, which leads us to another trailer of a movie that uh, is not as emotional, but I mean, you never know, um, and it's uh, called Pig. And here's the crazy part. Here's the cool part. So you watch the trailer, and it's Nicolas Cage feeding a pig. He has a whistle. The pig comes. And you're like, all right, cool. He's got a pet pig. It looks like medieval times almost. He's got long hair, looks grizzly. It's in a cabin. Well, it turns out, no, he, from the gist of what I've got, you don't find out who he is when there's a kid there. I'm assuming his son is telling the chef tell him who you are. I'm assuming he's a former like world-class chef because the pig's a truffle pig. And so he's like, where's my pig? And he's acting, asking all these people. And it just, it's, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. What uh, happens in this trailer? It, it's, it's something I, I, what's, what's really weird is he looks kind of normal-ish, I think to me. Um, but, I didn't tell you about this one, Tim. You need to look up this trailer after we get done because there's a new a new uh, movie coming out. Um, I saw the preview for it. I can't remember why. I, I I think I got bored on on Facebook and it just kept going. And the ad came up for I'm gonna tell you what it's called right now because it was crazy. Um, 
It's not Edge Justice. What the heck is this? Is it this one? I think it's this one. Hold on. No, this isn't it. No. What the heck? Where is it at? Maybe it already came out. So it's Kelsey Grammer. Upcoming projects. No. Edge of Justice. No. I can't believe they don't have it on here. Um, this is really weird. Why does it not have it on there? The God Committee. Oh, there it is. It has it already out. It's called The Space Between. This is a shocking movie. And basically, Kelsey Grammer's like a hippie. And he made it big. And he's gone off the grid. And the whole thing is, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer, they have the, he, he sends the studio executive. Um, I can't remember who plays the executive. But he sends him a freaking like a CD and he goes, what is this? He goes, it's his newest hits. It's just the sound of closing doors. And literally he goes, it's 40 minutes of him opening and closing his refrigerator. And like, you think <laughs> it's funny, but when you look, look at the trailer, he goes, he goes, do you know what the most absolute sound is? He goes, the sound of a closing door. Cause a closing door, when it makes that sound, that's it. There's nothing else. The door is closed. And so it's all about like, you know, closing one door, opening another. And it, it's super deep. And it seems almost like this pig one where they're playing these crazy characters because he looks psychotic in the pig trailer, Nicolas Cage. Like he normally looks crazy, but this one, like he's extra crazy. And the crazy part about it, though, is he's not acting crazy. Yeah, He's legit, like calm, just sitting there. One guy goes, you belong in the woods because that's where he lives now. And it's just really weird. Yeah, I think there was something. It, it kind of looks like there was something that drove him out there, like you said, where it seemed like he was a famous chef. And it even said, hey, I remember all the meals that I cooked, all the people that I've cooked I served. For, yep. uh, served. Um, and then, you know, he has this pig that searches for truffles. And then even in the trailer, it says, you know, uh, I can't remember if it says, do you know who I am? Or the guy's like, who are you? And then the kid's like, like it must be his, his son or maybe a protege or something of his. It says, that, you know, tell him who you are. And he turns around. The guy's like, oh, okay. That's, you know, you're, you well, were no, this guy. So, so what happens is, is he's like, I'm looking for a pig. And he goes, and who, and what does it matter? And he goes, tell him who you are. So yeah. he must have some sort of thing where it would make him known. But what, what I really appreciated about the trailer was the fact that you weren't getting some sort of gimmicky thing. You legitimately, like, they were trying to think, like, bring you in with, oh, look, he loves this pig. And he has a whistle for it. And I don't know what happens. They show the pig getting taken, but I couldn't really tell if there was an explosion or if someone punched him or it was really confusing on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, exactly. So, no, it's, it looks, I mean, it's, I mean, I'll be interested in seeing it. It's it's a cool concept for it, um, you know, especially with with his probably his you know his background uh, in it. Now he's out in the out in the woods, just 
finding truffles for I'm sure these chefs or whatnot. And I bet you there's probably one of those things like anything got to have some drama in it or it was, um, you know, a chef before that maybe he didn't get along with or had a rivaling restaurant or he did him, you know, bad. And finally he just went out there and found out where he's, where he's at and knows that he's really connected with this pig and just took the pig because, you know, it would get to him. So, well, you just hope that they don't do that thing where they basically make it look like it's all nice and calm. And then all of a sudden it goes crazy. Cause you don't want to, you don't want that to happen. I like the pacing of it. I liked how it was kind of calm. So we'll see how that goes. If you guys have watched the trailer or watched any other trailers you want us to talk about, let us know. Like I always say, link tree, L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMO gaming. The next thing is just a notification that the suicide squad is two hours and 12 minutes. They just released another um, trailer, and apparently, um, I think someone said like Superman's in the coma or something like that. Like, they explain why the other superheroes can't help, so that's kind of a cool little thing. So we'll see. I'll be watching that night one, same as Black Widow, um, which ironically enough, did you know if you don't have Disney Plus? Because um, when I was editing our videos um, last week or our the podcast last week. And I was off Friday, so I stayed up late. Um, I was logged in on my computer to watch um, Bad Batch while I was doing the editing. That if you don't have an account, they have like some sort of thing where they're like, oh, hey, pre-order Black Widow. So legitimately, you get to pre-order it beforehand. I don't know if you can do that on the actual. Can you do that on on uh, the other one? Can you do that I, when you're a member? I have no no clue. I don't even know how you could do that or even. If you could do it, I need to find out because I thought it was pretty cool. But that was plain and simple on that one. The one that I saw and I was like, wait, what? Was King of the Hill is in not just negotiations to come back, they're in hot negotiations. And all that tells me is. It's coming back. They're just trying to agree to terms because a lot of the people who are on the show um, basically have moved on to a lot of different things. You know, uh, a lot of them worked on the office because that was like one of the first projects after they left. They went to the office and a lot of them branched off of there. But King of the Hill is one of my favorite shows. I love it so much. And I think it'd be great to come back. Yeah. I don't think it sinks is that there'd be. A couple that's on there that, well, at least if they come back, they won't be voiced by the same people. But it'd be interesting how they two two of them have passed. Two of the voice yeah, actors and, have passed, and they were a couple. I mean, they were husband and wife on the show. Oh yeah, technically you can write that off pretty easy. Well, yeah, but I'd just be curious to see how they do write it off. And it could be one of those things like they do when they pick up a movie. Um, if somebody's already passed away is they open up with it, you know, RIP and they kind of show them, you know, how, how it happened. So it's like, right, right from the get go, boom, you know what happened and why they're not there. So, but no, that's, that's exciting. Hopefully it keeps, keeps going and then they get a script and then start, start uh, getting the voice actors in throwing, throwing down some tracks. Yeah, exactly. So fingers crossed. Um, we did have a, the announcement of a trans, the trans, new Transformer movies 
is going to be called Rise of the Beasts, and it's going to take uh, place in 1994 New York. So it'll take place after Bumblebee and before the Michael Bay first Transformer movie. Um, I don't know. I'm okay with it. I am kind of um, liking the ones that don't have Michael Bay involved. But, I mean, I mean, we'll see. I don't think it comes out until 2023, so it's not like it's going to be super soon. They have to do a lot of, you know, CGI work and whatnot. Um, I think it'll be better than the one where they were Knights of the Round Table because that was kind of weird. Didn't make any sense to me. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. And the last one that legitimately just came on my feed today, and I was like, what is this? And it was um, a show on Netflix that's going to be called a dating show called Sexy Beasts. And basically, um, this isn't like um, people aren't into this. The people that are involved aren't into it. It's actually a gimmick of the show where basically they doll you up and, you know, makeup and special effects that make you look like an animal. And then you go on a date. Yeah, it kind of looks like a cross between, like, a, obviously a, a dating show and, like, Mass Singer, where you don't know, you can't, you don't know what the person looks like. So right there, your first initial, you know, viewing of the person, you can't make any assumptions or anything Well, the, the thing is, though, is um, Love is Blind is another Netflix show. That's exactly what they did. There's a whole premise that you couldn't meet them until the very end. Yeah. But on that one, could you, I mean, did you you couldn't go out on dates or whatnot, right? No, you literally talked to each other through the wall. Yeah, no, exactly. With this one, at least you get to see the mannerisms, see what they, um, you know, more more interactions on it. So I think they're just all playing what's you know, pay off the iron, you know, got to strike while the iron's hot on it. So you know, you have all of these. What you had the mass singer, you had the mass dancer. So now. You know, Netflix is like, hey, let's get on it and have basically mask dating. Yeah. So, and it's it's legit makeup. It's not, it's, it's, it's cats level makeup, like from the movie Cats. Like yeah. they, they full on prosthetics. Um, I don't know if they're going to try and alter people's faces. So that may like, you know, give them different looking cheekbones or anything like that. But it's going to be all based on personality. So, you know. Yeah. We'll see how successful it is. Love is Blind, I've heard it was super successful. And then also um, um, the other one, the island one. um, Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, that one had pretty good success. So we're going to go to the Disney pile now. Um, So. Whoa, I didn't even read these ones when I did it. So. Josh DeMauro apparently talked to the LA Times and park passes are staying because there was a big controversy. Is that why he said that? Because of what was his face said? Uh, I, I don't know. So it's like Bob Chappett. Uh, I mean, probably, or it could just be um, clearing the air on it. Uh, But yeah, park pass is staying Disneyland at at less than half a former staffing level. And so kind of just, you know, kind of summarize all of that together. Tomorrow uh, said, I don't want to say we're going to go back to the way it was. Um, instead, the resort will be 
quote unquote really smart about what stays and what goes as far as safety and other changes. Uh, prior to the pandemic, Disneyland Resort employed about 32,000 employees. Right now, they're at 15,000. So that the staffing shortages nationwide are affecting Disneyland, obviously. And then for the park passes, said um, park passes are expected to stay for the foreseeable future. He said. Uh, more details on the membership program, which is what they're calling the new annual pass, or which will be the new annual pass program. Um, right. Obviously, that will replace the annual pass program. Will be announced relatively soon. So, which I think, I think they'll important. shoot. They'll probably shoot for like um, before Christmas, so people can get you know give them as yep. gifts and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was just I don't know if it was a. Um, interview that he already had with the LA Times or if it was hey you know what let's kind of clear clear some things up and with him um, being in the role that he is um, would be the best one that it would come from so right so I mean we're going to see what happens with them Um, they did Disney's California Grand Californian is uh, the hotel and spa is now open to all guests at Disneyland Resort so um so that's on a huge that, change. Yeah, on that one it was weird. So it's not that you know you could book your room there, it's that outside guests because uh, before it was only open to hotel guests. Now it's right. open to all guests. Cuz when I first read it, I'm like hold on wait, this is like not like book a room there, but it was just that it wasn't open to it was only open to resort guests. Now it's open to all guests because that's a fantastic spot to go in. They got a huge lobby. During yes. Christmas time, they got a huge tree in there. You can um, get yourself some hot cocoa and sit by the huge fireplace. Yep, huge fireplace. If you got kids, they have a small uh, area with or an area with smaller chairs that they can sit in. And they use the most time they have Disney uh, Disney cartoons going on, all of Mickey Mouse um, type stuff. Gingerbread house, huge gingerbread houses, um, always there. And I mean, to be honest, I mean, I have fallen. I took a good half hour nap in one of their chairs there, just hanging out me and, <laughs> me and the wife there. Um, and most of the time, that is where if I have to go to the bathroom, um, they have fantastic bathrooms there uh, as well. So, just a little FYI. So, but now, not to be a hotel guest to to go there. Bam. And they actually started that. That was, um, they actually had that kind of an effect prior. Like they did that a little bit before the shutdown too. Yeah. They were not letting guests through there. So that's kind of cool. Um, the original Disney store in Glendale, California is closing by July 14th. That is super sad. Where it all started. Well, no longer. Yeah. That's sad. Um, uh, Gay Days in Anaheim ha- is returning to the parks. It's going to be on September seventeenth to nineteenth, which I think it usually is either. It's usually like closer to the beginning of September. So uh, no, no, it's normally in October. So, it is. <laughs> yeah, because there's just podcasts I listen to. Um, oh no, sorry. The Bats Days. Bats Days, and I remember Bats Days and Dapper Day coincided yep. when we were there for september 11th a few years ago before bad yeah. day bats days ended they don't do bats days anymore yeah so and and all of these bats days gay days um dapper days they're all unofficial um things that disney doesn't 
Disney doesn't put on. It's an outside entity that puts them on. But they so. do. They do have full knowledge because ninety, almost all of them. Dapper Day, I think, does it too. At least because there's two Dapper Days a year, and there was only one Bath Day and one Gay Day. And I know that they used to rent out the facility in Disneyland Hotel, the yeah, the, the banquet room. Yeah. They would they would basically book that out for like booths and events. So and they yeah. put out stuff like um, I know Disney has put out you know stuff for um, LGBTQ like on yeah, that weekend right, right. magically it shows up kind of thing. So um, I will say the most the awesomest time we ever went we went there when it was Bath Days and Dapper Day, and we weren't even going to go in the park that day because we said like, hey it's Dapper Day it's gonna be hard to get in and we got in easy. But there was a lady there who was Mary Poppins, who had the full dress and hat, but it was all black. All black. She had the makeup done perfectly, so instead of red lipstick, it was black. Like, it was, like, she looked just like Mary Poppins. It was pretty cool. And, you know, I know people are like, you know, we don't, we don't care your opinion is about it, but those days are usually super fun, whether it be gay days or bats days or dapper day everyone's super into making magic happen so if you have the opportunity to go i would try to at least if you get there early like on the first day usually there's less people the sundays are the days that are usually jam-packed full of people but it's yeah. the, the day before like you know the saturday mornings there's not many people there but there are there yeah exactly and the cool thing is is um like I said, with, with the gay days, because there's a um, company that kind of spearheads it. And right. like I said, the, the podcast I listened to before, they said that they met with that company and was like, hey, I know you guys normally do it in October, but with COVID and everything and with October being in a really busy, busy month already right. for things that happen during the Disneyland Resort, would you be willing to move it up, uh, you know, up a month? And they said, yeah, sure. Why? Why not? Because we want more people going to to this, and then Disney's like, you know, we want, you know, kind of you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. So it was cool that they were able to work it out and move it up, and you know, Disney cares for them, and and all of these days because I think it's normally the the third party that puts it on or that spearheads it, spearheads all of them. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure, um, but like you said, on on the Dapper Days. It's cool because it's like what Disney Animal Land was like um, kind of when it first opened. Like people would dress up to go there. I mean, right. you know, wearing button up shirts, you know, gentlemen wearing the ties, you know, females kind of wearing um, not dresses, but like, you know, like dapper dresses, whatnot. So it, it is cool to see all the pictures like that and seeing these people walking through there. And it's like a whole bunch of dapper dance. So, but it's, it's cool that Disneyland, like you said, that, a lot of them, most of those days they rent out the the bottom story, the big banquet room, like all of them, because they all are, you could divide them up or rent them all out. And they have like a, a fair type going on um, in there. So that's good that, that they're doing this and they were able to work it out and give them their weekend where, um, you know, they, they can get the most exposure that they can and not be bogged down. You know, if Disney had a, you know, say gay days was the same day as like a Halloween party or something where they're not going to get as much out of it as they would if they moved it up into September. So I right. thought that was, that was and really cool. People don't realize Disney has their ears on everything. So 
they they know how to control stuff and make sure it goes it's beneficial yep. to everyone involved. So yeah. they would not have ever told them they couldn't do it. They would just try to make sure a better fitting day. Yep. No, exactly. And like and they, they knew who to talk to. Exactly. So um that should be fun for everybody involved. I know they I know they I know they missed gay days last year because I know a lot of people were celebrating it with you know from from far away. So that was pretty cool. Um, next we have Sensi is teaming up with Walt Disney World for a new experience in Fantasyland. So they're gonna make spells. Not that much going on. It just says they're entering into a multi-year relationship with the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, and they're the official home fragrance of the resort. So there you go. Uh, I didn't know that. So I bet you what they're going to do is they're going to have you walk through and it's going to smell like some sort of bakery or baked goods outside. They're going to create something that makes the scent and then be like, oh, you can get this scent at home. You know, kind of like the the Pirates of the Caribbean ocean water. And, uh, yeah. you know, and the fact that I'm pretty sure it does smell like gingerbread cookies when the float goes by on the gingerbread men or stuff are walking by. So. Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. I mean, they already have like the lot of the stuff for at home for Disney in general. That's how you get like the 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 Grogu well, that, Baby Yoda stuff. Yeah, that's officially licensed by Disney. There's other right. companies that make you know like churro scented candles or Pirates of the Caribbean water. But well, no, 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 no. They have officially licensed Disney holders already for Sensi. Sensi already no. has all the stuff. Yeah, I know that, but there's other because I've gotten candles that are like you know, they basically skirt around it. You know, this is churro scented, but it's like really you know, it's just a cinnamon candle, but it's not officially licensed by Disney. It's another company that just makes it um, on it. Where these, like you said, they do have Scentsy has the official one. So if you just type in Disneyland Pipes of the Caribbean candle, there's probably going to be like four or five different companies that that have it. So. But this yeah. one, like I said, panel company's already been making licensed Disney products for the past three years. No more details have been announced, but since we'll be working with Disney to bring to life a guest of, uh, a guest experience within Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom, creating rich storytelling opportunities through fragrance. So, yeah, I mean, and the big thing about that too is, is that. Um, the smell alone is going to get people to buy it. And I know that they were like, I remember when they brought out the, um, they had a holder that was, uh, Dinjar and the Mandalorian holding Grogu. And that was like, it sold out like in a day, uh, less than that. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And they know what works and what does. Oh yeah. They're not going to put something out there and they're going to do it when it's hot. You know, like you Mm -hmm. said, with, with the Mandalorian and baby Yoda, you put it out now. Yeah, probably will probably won't sell out as fast, but you put it out right in the middle or after like the first two episodes of baby Yoda, that'll sell out in, in no time. So they're not dumb. Exactly. Um, next we have a salt and straw ice cream is coming to Disney Springs in 2022. I've heard that's fantastic. Have you ever had salt and straw? Oh yeah. A couple times. I'm surprised. Really? that long to to get it there well i mean 2022 could be january i mean no exactly but i mean since salt and straw has been at uh downtown disney for a couple years now that it took them that long um you know to get it down there i mean the one thing i will say with salt and straw is it is good 
they do have unique flavorings and whatnot, which tastes like what they say it is because they do a good job. But um, it is Disneyland, so it's going to be a little bit more expensive and tack on a little bit more onto that because um, it is a, a salt and straw. It's not like your um, dryers or kind of a, a big, a bigger corporate company um, on it. You know, even even more expensive than kind of like your Ben and Jerry's, which is kind of you know. Oh yeah, we um we have the new one here. I can't even remember what it's called, where they do the scientific one where they have the cold stone. So it's almost like cold stone creamery, oh, but yeah, this one like, they basically it's a whole kitchen sink. We went there one time to get it. They actually before the pandemic they opened up, and they had swings on the inside. So when you sat at the table, you're on a swing. Oh. Uh, it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. It was, oh, what's it called? I can't remember. I know but it's, about, but I can't remember you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the salt and straw is along, along the same lines of basically yep. being, it's you know, fancier ice cream. cream. And you just, yep. you just, you know, if you, it's an experience. It's what you go for. Yep. Um, they have a new Walt Disney World logo belt buckle at Epcot for $29.99. So I'm reason, not that I'm not I, that I'm not that diehard of a, a Disney fan. Well, uh, exactly, and the reason I put it in there is so it's the obviously it says Walt Disney World logo, the belt buckle. It could just be the picture. It looks huge. It looks like a cowboy sized belt buckle. It's not like a little tiny one like you would see like on a golfing belt buckle or something like that. I mean, it looks pr- pretty big, and like I said, it could be the photo, but um, very interesting. And I've never really heard of that many belt buckles being sold there belts yes but as far as like the belt buckles like where you could change them out um very interesting but yeah i saw that pop up and i'm like oh okay that is there you go so i could have i could have mr j get one for you oh yeah (laughs) oh he's going next week well, Mr. J, you have lots of fun because uh, uh, I miss the parks like crazy. We're hoping to go in the beginning of December, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, have right. fun, man. Yeah, um, make sure you don't do what this next one did. Yeah, so this one, so this is what me and Tim have talked about before. So they, um, living with the land is like a boat tour. Basically, they, you, it starts off walking, you get in a boat, and it's basically a, a guided tour where they, t- they take you through the greenhouses and all these different areas where they're growing all these different products that they use throughout the park. So this is actually vegetables and stuff that they use for cooking in the park. It is a very small, much smaller scale. They just use what they use. So they probably have a, a farm somewhere that they actually do everything. But this shows you because they I think there's one spot. I think in, in the one we went on when we were there, they had lettuce or it was cabbage three different ways. So in the ground, hydroponically and then a different way. And it basically said we experiment with new types of growing produce and fruit. Well, a lady decided that she was going to jump off the boat and grab a cucumber, and she actually fell in the water, too. Just, you know, I don't know if you know this. She fell in the water. Well, quote-unquote fell in the water. She didn't, like, fall in the water where the boat was at. Right. They have, like, a grate next to the boat where, like, kind of overflow would be, or if they're hosing down the walkways. Yes. um, Like a drainage. And she stepped there and, like, fell into that. So when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she fell into, like, the flume. Or it wasn't that. She just stepped on the grate just right because you're not supposed to be stepping there um, and fell into it. And another uh, 
male guest that was on it in their group jumped off the boat as well and tried to help her. So it was it was bad all around. So and there was other people on this boat as well or the boat because there's it's like two or three boats connected together. Right. Um, and I think and usually usually if you're like if you're just me like me and the wife went, I think they it's almost it's it, they're smaller than it's a small world. Yeah. But they it's almost I think I want to say you can fit like six people per boat. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like two rows of of well, or three rows of three two rows of two, yes. Or, like, or you could, if you have a small kid, you could it's fit a third per- in yeah. the same row as you. But yeah, so I guess there was a guy on Twitter um, that uh, replied to the story with another video, and it said uh, his quote was, "I had the luxury of sitting behind these morons. They actually jumped off the boat four different times during the ride, and it was a group of." I don't want to say younger kids, kids that know better. And I guess one of them had a baby or a kid that she was holding. And I guess they were reaching over, like taking sand and messing with that or like kind of throwing it at each other. And at one point, the guy said the, the one of the girls held the baby out over um, off of the boat, outside the boat, and was so it could touch the sand as well. So then I saw a a follow-up story to this that I guess there was an announcement made that, you know, keep your hands and feet inside the boat. And so once they got off the boat, that basically nothing happened to them like right away. Like there wasn't security waiting for them or whatnot, which is kind of surprising. Cause I think I was going to say, yeah, any, any other ride, like if you did that Pirates of the Caribbean, I mean, it would get shut down. Like, they would stop it fully. You'd be escorted yep. out. You probably you probably would get trespassed from Disney. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. Depending on the severity of of what what you did, so it was it was weird that nobody was waiting for them, or that they didn't stop the ride immediately. Because you got to think about it: that you're in a greenhouse, so you got a lot of things going on. It's a greenhouse, so it's gonna and be it's not. It's, it's 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 almost walking. like if if anyone's been in like a, a high school uh, greenhouse, it's it's larger scale but similar because they they basically want you to see everything that's going on with the plants. So yep. it's very freely you can easily get off the boat and just walk around because it's it's not crowded. It's like a fair almost. It's basically for demonstrations only. Yeah, but yeah. These people need to need to be. So what? What did end up happening, happening with them? I that that was it. There was no more in the article that than that. So I'm sure something will come out. You know, maybe later, or if it hasn't come out um already, and I didn't see it. But I mean, there's know, cameras and, everywhere. And, there, they're gonna know who did it. Yeah, and like the person said, it wasn't that. You know, I wanted them to get in trouble right away, but it was surprising with how Disneyland is, and that they didn't. There wasn't somebody there getting in trouble because you see people. Um, whether it's videos or uh, somebody taking a picture or, hey, they were on the ride and couldn't take a picture, but they, you know, told them, oh, yeah, this person, you know, either touched something or got off, ran out of the boat and ran into because a group of theirs was in front, like on Pirates, and you have some of those stretches where you could jump out, run along the side, and jump in another boat. Right. Um, they, boom, shut it down. You're, you're out I'm, of there. I'm wondering if there's not cameras in there because they don't expect that inside the, the living with the land. Yeah, so I yeah. just so you know, I you think know. they're not watching. They're watching. Just well, look over at the monitors when you're on Haunted Mansion, <laughs> and you think there's that dark part where you can't see nothing. 
No, they can see everything because they have they have night vision cameras on everything. Yep, no, exactly. And when you think you're trying to get away, be sneaky and do some activity that's no, no, no frowned upon, or you may have a little baby in nine months. No, that's not going to happen. And most of the time, they won't do anything until you get off the ride and you yep. have a couple cast members there and they start applauding you. And they're like, oh, they saw exactly what was going that, on. That or they'll you'll just hear them say over it, please uh, refrain from yep. um, moving, leaving, doing whatever. So yep. um, I'll never – you know what's funny is I never get mad when I'm at Disney. I'm always super excited in nothing. The thing that makes me the maddest is when people do exactly what they just got told not to do. And then you the, it ruins the experience because when they cut in over everything, the music stops, everything stops. Oh, yeah. And it's just them in a very stern voice saying, um, um, we remind our guests to please remain inside the vehicle and seated at all times. And they have a long little spiel they go through. And then, and then all of a sudden you're back and then you're like, well, that ruined the whole mood. So, yep. And the worst one is, is when they repeat it, they'll give you two warnings. Usually it's not one and done. They'll usually give you twice. And then all of a sudden, if the ride stops and the lights come on, it's like, really, that person did not learn. I mean, I had one, one of the last times we went, um, she was FaceTiming her daughter or whatnot, which is fine. She was doing it through the line. So I'm thinking, okay, she's doing it through the line. Okay, hey, I'm going to go in this. I'll send you pictures later or whatnot. No, she continued to FaceTime. And I didn't, by this time, kind of got separated a little bit. So we go down the elevator, through the line, get in the Doom buggy. We're going around the seance room. And all of a sudden, I see this bright light out of the corner of my eye. Well, she had her light on because she was still FaceTiming or videoing or whatnot. So I looked at my wife. I'm like, are you kidding? Look at this person over here. And they tell you all the time, no flash photography when you get on and if you're doing it during the ride. So she keeps doing it. And it's a long circle around that. And it's not like you're going super fast. All of, you know, I'm like. I uh, know I got to say something because come on now. And it's a dark room and you got, it's, you know, a cell phone light. Those are bright. And I you know, kind of said in a stern voice, you know, Hey, turn off your light, please. And then she got like all embarrassed. She didn't turn it off. She just flipped it around and held it against her chest. Like, Oh my gosh. So then we get going and halfway through the ride, you hear the announcement, come on, you know, please. No, flash photography or no you know no lighting like oh my gosh she did not learn so then we get off the right and she's still carrying on like nothing happened like wow you're and like i told my wife if we have to get you know stopped and uh evac'd off this right i'm gonna be not too happy with that person because you're not listening you know and if you think oh they're not talking to they're not talking to me about it, it must be somebody else they no, are they're talking to you so now were you anyway you- you weren't with us when we got evacuated off Pirates, were you? No. So we went. We were on Pirates, and there was actually a fire. Um, the one of the fire alarms went off in New Orleans Square, and since Pirates goes underneath a bunch of that stuff, they started to evacuate us. And somebody, so we're like recording, like what is going on? You know, we pull our phones right. out, no flashes. Yeah. It's just because people don't know the flash photography thing. I learned from church is that most of this stuff is kept in the dark all the time, and flashes can actually damage the tapestries, damage yep. the everything because the flashes just that sudden burst it's of a light. Sudden burst of light, yeah. So, 
So the lights are fully on, and we're recording, and the alarm is going off, going, eh, 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 the whole time. It's just, it's just crazy. We're like, what is going on? And no one will say anything. Everyone, by the time we get off the ride, everybody's outside. New Orleans Square is full of people. Well, we're sitting there, and I'm like, imagine being, this is the only time you get a reservation from Table 23, and you got to get evacuated out of Table 23. Not Table 23. Club 33, sorry. Club 33. You have to get evacuated. That, I mean, well... When we're going and we're so the alarm started going off right at the turn when we're going into the town where you see them sword fighting on the on the bridge. Yeah. Right when we came out, the cannons stopped firing and the lights came on and we're like, "Whoa, what's going on?" And we can hear someone as we're coming around the corner, "Turn off your phones." That's all they said, really loud. Yeah. And I was like, "No." I said it out loud. I'm like, "I'm not turning my phone off. What do you mean turn my phone off?" Right. So I just kept recording. I recorded actually it's one of the first videos I have on my TikTok account is the video from it. And you can hear the alarm going off, you can hear it flashing. And I was like, this is really weird. And so and the funny part was somebody on the front of the boat was being stupid to start. And so I was like, what do they do? You know, right. were they doing that? But then it would turn out being a fire. But you know, that was the first time I heard them yell something like, Trump for phones, put your phones away until the ride's over. I was like, that's really weird, but okay. Side note, Blue Bayou is very overrated. Except for they have alcohol now, so you can do, I can do that for that. Um, next, we have Disney is partnering with Delish on a new cookbook featuring over 50 recipes. Now, I didn't see this, but are they going to... Um, are they going to do, like, themed recipes for, like, the different stuff? Or is it just, like, a regular cookbook? I think it's just a regular cookbook. It's out right now. Um... It, it looks like it's just a, a cookbook with just a whole bunch of um, Disney uh, recipes in them. Because they had a cooking show on on Disney Plus hosted by Angela Kinsey, who played Angela on The Office, who was fantastic. And um, I thought maybe it would tie into that because they wanted to do themed things like a magical night or like I want you to do something with these ingredients that, you know, make you think of Disney. And because um, trust me, um, the wife said she found somewhere that sells pomegranate lemonade. So I have to try it this weekend because if we always talk about pomegranate lemonade is the best thing to get at Disney World or Disneyland anywhere because they only sell it there. I'm not going to go into it again. I'm going to have flashbacks. But uh, it's, you know, it's one of those ones. It's, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's great. So, well, hopefully yeah. I'm going to look up this cookbook because I'm sure the wife would love it. Yeah, and it's, it's less, it's, Thirteen ninety nine on Amazon right now. Really? Yeah. So it's got fifty recipes from our parks and resorts around the world, including fifteen never before published, with a mix of scrumptious entrees, iconic Disney park snacks, and some of our most beloved items that feature a variety of uh, healthful ingredients. So they are kind of themed. So it's probably like I've yeah. never I've never had um, deep fried pickles like I've had at Disneyland. Never. I mean, I didn't. I don't even. I, I don't even like pickles really. And so one of the tables like, let's get deep fried pickles. I'm like, all right. And I had one, and so now it's like, yeah, we need to get deep fried because they're called like golden, like golden, um, golden something. something. Yeah, it's like beer batted yeah. golden, golden um, pickles. So you know, hopefully. And I will tell you, if you guys are ever afraid to try anything at the parks, this is kind of a side note, but it involves this. And they, you know, they say it's healthy stuff. If you have a legitimate allergy to a food, the chef comes out and talks to you. 
the chef comes out from the back of the kitchen and says, oh, I see you guys have a gluten allergy. Mind you, the person that said that kind of got scared next to me because they realized that they just lied about it. They didn't want their kids having gluten. And so they're just explaining, you know, we want this, this, and this. Because the, the chef, I, I've heard them before, multiple occasions, the person will order something and they're like, you can't get this. And the guys, they'll be like, why? And they're like, it's full of gluten. There's nothing I can do to make this gluten-free. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'd have to get something we don't even carry. So, you know, that that's how that's how fancy that's why Disney is such a big big focus for us, is because people always say, Oh, you know, you guys are adults and you like Disney. I'm like, Yeah, you know what? People say it's expensive. Tell me somewhere else where you're gonna get this kind of service, the kind of friendliness, even if it's forced friendliness. I'll never forget when we got our annual passes and we had the whole family was there. And we were going to, we went to the character breakfast and I'm sitting there with the family and my wife. And I'm like, Oh, look, uh, Mary Poppins is over there sitting by herself. And there was no camera person. Cause when it's that early, cause we got, we got in, I think um, we got to eat at like a reservation was like at seven or seven thirty, So it opens an hour before the park. I think the restaurant does. And um, so she was sitting there. There was no photographer because her and Bert can kind of wander around the park. Same as Alice and the Mad Hatter, they kind of just wander. I take a selfie, and she looks at me, and she goes, what's this contraption you have here? And why can't I see myself? Is this some kind of special mirror? And I just started laughing, so I'm like, I looked at her, and I go, you're good. I go, you are really good. If I could tip somebody, I would tip you, because they make everything so magical. And mind you, we went to Arby's one time and got the cheapest stuff off the, the their menu. We took it in a bag, because you can bring food. We had lunch at the park with that, and guess how much it saved us? Like $5. We bring our own water when we go. Tim knows that. Tim brings a camelback. I bring a camelback yeah. full of water. You know, I don't have to refill, and the water's free there. So technically, if you don't, you don't even need a cup, because if you take your bag to the thing, you can fill it up with ice and water for free. You're just going to ask them for a water cup to make it less messy. So... You people think it's so expensive. Obviously, it is expensive to get in there and not having the payment plan for, you know, an annual pass makes it does make it difficult on some people. But um, I'm proud of what they do and, you know, how they've handled this because people will say, oh, look, they're under half of what they used to employ. Go look at the airlines. Go look at all these huge companies and corporations that took big hits during the pandemic. They have less people working for them now than they did before, too, and well, probably didn't bring back as many people as Disney did. Go look at anything right now any sector true and the funny part is is that so they only have fifteen thousand, like tim said before but do you know how many of them they can't because of the union deals if tim and i both get called back tim's like i'm gonna stay on play video games stay on unemployment and i'm like i'm gonna go they still have to hold tim's position for a certain period of time because all tim probably got told by his union rep was oh just tell him you're still afraid of covid and yeah. that's what's that's basically what's happening for because i've heard that a lot of the people who worked at the parks and got other jobs and were good about it. And were like, they would go to um, like they have, I guess they have Facebook groups that are like all about um, telling people like, Oh, look, go here and can someone switch a shift and stuff like that just keeps in touch. Yeah. Well, apparently the big thing with them is they're like, you guys need to go and you guys need to tell them that, you're not coming back because if you say and you decline it and you say, remove me from the list, then basically someone else can get offered a job. So I don't know what the time period is. I'm assuming they 
they probably know that um, they can do fine without everything going on. So they probably won't bring back as many as they were because they're managing with, you know, barely any people. Yeah, more with less people. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to see how this goes. I am optimistic with the parks um, that they're going to do right by as many people as they can because, like, they are going to be bringing back the the college program. They didn't have to do that, did they? They absolutely did not have to do that. So... You know, I, I'm I'm happy with what they did. I just think that um, I don't know, man. Uh, I really, 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 really like everything about Disney, and everyone kind of says, "Oh, you know, all you talk about is Disney, Disney this, Disney that." But it's kind of it's it just makes me feel it. Miss, I you know I grew up spending all my time basically going down there, and yeah. Well, and and with it, it's like people that talk about um you know I- anything else like their favorite sports team or or whatever i mean that's what you're passionate of you know your what your passion is and the other thing is is that's what you know you get people that talk about uh you know any other big company oh hey you know i only fly southwest just throw that out there okay well mm-hmm. that's great you know that's that's great oh so you know, oh, look at you flying Southwest. I got a cheaper flight on Delta or Allegiant or Spirit or United, whatever the other ones is. It's the same thing with this, but take out um, the airlines and replace it with theme parks. Oh, I only like going to Disney. I don't like Universal that much. I don't like, you know, Cedar Fair, you know, a.k.a. Knott's Knott's Berry Farms. I don't like, you know, Great America or Six Flags or anything like that. It's the same thing. So everyone has their, you know, favorite. Oh, I'm a make fun of you cousin okay go ahead but when i go there i know exactly what i'm going to get yes it costs a little bit more but i know what i'm going to get and it's going to be the same every time exactly and i feel like i mean i don't know i've been i've been one of those that i'm kind of like look you know it doesn't it doesn't matter to me how you feel you know i'm not going to shame you like you said but you know I don't know. I feel like I've I've evolved as a human to the point, you know, I'm not trying to sound cocky and stuff, but I I think it's, you know, whatever you want to do, you do. You like what do they say? You do you boo boo? Yep. There you go. Yep. And I'm glad that you have evolved. That's very that's very uh good of you. Very good of me. Yeah, you know, right. I I should um I should I should brag more about that. But like, you know, I see I have a kid now and like it's it's weird. Like we always talk about my favorite thing to do in the parks, which Mr. J, if you guys go enough, you need to start doing what I did with which was basically hand out candy to kids. No. Uh-oh. Don't even start that one. Oh, you do that at home, I'm sorry. But basically, you know, I would go around and if people you see people struggling to take a photo, you're like, Hey, would you like me to um, take a picture for you and your family? I mean, obviously it's different now with COVID, you know, people aren't going to be as welcoming for you holding their phone, but um, it, it, it was fun because someone like Tim said, they may have spent, I don't know, everything they have. And now you're sitting there going, well, I can make this magical for them on a different level. You know, you don't think yeah. it is, but it is. 
Well, and that could be that one good picture that they get, whether it's in front of the castle or just the one good picture in general with all of them there. Um, and they're like, oh, man, that was a good picture. And they're going to think, yeah, well, thankfully that guy offered to get it or else it would be one of those weird selfies with, since you can't have a selfie stick in the park, you know, with you holding it out and whoever's taking the selfie is going to look weird. Yep. Yep. Because you can only do that. And like you said, they may have saved up for five, seven, ten years and not be able to buy the, the photo passes, the, you know, any of those are magic memory makers because those, those aren't cheap. Yeah, you mm. get a lot from it, but, but they're not cheap. So, you know, like you said, you still, when you see somebody struggling, hey, what it takes 10 seconds, maybe it takes them longer for you to hand them the camera and them to go stand on the picture than for you to take the picture and hand the camera back to them. Yep. So with that being said, always make sure you're trying to make some magic because, you know, that's, that's what and, it is. And the other thing that goes a long ways, which I have noticed, is if you see somebody with a, a button on, and I know we're getting way off topic coming from, you know, the cookbook. But no, no, no. But yeah, we're just talking about the magic of Disney. When you see somebody with a pin, you could get a free pin. If you're there celebrating or just doing whatever, go to the city hall, you know, whatever park you're at, and they have buttons that you could wear, and they're free. Sometimes you get a, a a good cast member there and they'll write something on it. Sometimes it's just a long line and they're like, birthday. Yeah. Hey, you know, Hey, do you have these buttons? Oh, no, we don't, you know, okay, I'll take these ones. Cause they used to have, um, if you was doing your honeymoon there, it was, I think it's like just married or something like that. Happily ever after. Uh, well now they don't have that one anymore. And it says happily ever after, or just celebrating. Um, so, and the cast members see that and, you're like, oh man, you know, because uh, me and my wife experienced this when we went on our honeymoon. We were riding Expedition Everest. We were, mm-hmm. you know, coming up and we're like, okay, how many to? Okay, well, here, step right, you know, point, stand right over here. Okay, this is weird. And they fill everyone else, you know, fill that, that next row up. And so by that time, you know, the people in the front go in. So they start filling the next row. Okay, no, you go on number one now. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I look, I'm like, Oh, uh, I had my, you know, just celebrating or happily ever after pin right there. Yeah. And it, you know, and the guy wrote some stuff on it. I'm like, oh, sneaky, sneaky. I didn't even think, you know, it's the little things that you don't see that yep. they do and they pick up on. I, it. And I but will say, I, if you go to Disney World, the locals recognize which button color means what. And so they'll legitimately, we were walking and this lady was with a group of kids, looked like high school kids. And she's talking to them, turns and sees my wife and says, happy birthday, all big smile waves. And then that's it. And I was like, if they actually get in trouble, they don't say happy birthday, the workers. If they don't say happy birthday, they're supposed to make it magical for you. So um, yeah. we're just saying it's it's a magical place and there's so much magic that can be had for free even, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And that's what what I was getting to with the, with the pins is in Disneyland when we had annual, well, I let mine go wife still has or had hers um you see people and you're just walking you know maybe you're you know i'm talking with my wife or talking to the group or you're just sitting there just walking um and you see somebody walk by with a button like you said oh happy birthday and the person's like oh hey thank you you know and they may be having a, a bad day and or what you usually forget it you usually forget it's on you yeah and it's not like the cast member says it but me as another person seeing yes. that 
oh, happy yes. birthday. Oh, hey, Reg, you know, congratulations. And they kind of look at you like weird. And then I point to like their chest or whatnot. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. You know, thanks. You know, it's just the little you, thing. You do got to be careful. Got to be careful with that, though, because I got in trouble. One, I got in know? trouble with that one. I got in trouble with the happy birthday one. My camelback has a pouch on in the back of it that's see-through. And so my button was in there from the last trip we took. So we went in October and we went in November. So we went like two weeks after my birthday. We came back. So we were there for my birthday in October. Then we went back two weeks later. And we went to take pictures with the princesses. And the photographer tells Cinderella, oh, we here we have a birthday. I'm like, who told you there's a birthday? There's no birthday. And they looked at the thing, and I go, that's from last time. And she goes, she leans over after she takes pictures. She goes, thanks for getting me in trouble. And started yeah. laughing. You know, it was funny. Like, they inter- the interactions are great. Um, we have hey, two I'm, more. It's my birthday every time there. You never know what's going to happen. Well, it's true. Um, <laughs> we have two more items. Um, Harmonious Nighttime Show debuting at Epcot on October 1st, 2021. They are already working on it and they're practicing with it. They've said that before the park opens, you can see all the little intricate things moving around. Um, when I went, we didn't know what it was. All we knew that pieces of fireworks were falling and hitting us because Epcot's kind of scary and there was pieces of cardboard blowing out in the wind. Um, yeah, well, they do. Was- that was the old one. This is the new one. That's yes, that was the old one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, 250 alligators have been removed from Disney property in Florida since the child's death in 2016. That seems like a lot of alligators. I don't think it seems like that much. Well, you know what, though? Hey, no, I'm sorry. I forget that that's all wetland. So the old like because how far away is that water park that shut down? That's like like not very far away, is it? No. And there's gators all around that thing. Oh, yeah. Well, it, there's gators in all of the waters around Disneyland Resort. And they're all connected. So it's not like the alligator has to, you know, go out of the pond, That's walk true. across the walkway, and go into another one. They just go freely back and forth. Yeah. And especially there, people probably drop them off. And, you know what I mean? They, yeah. Well, you know, exactly. And so I, I did the math. That's a little over 60 alligators a year. That's and especially for that, where that's not bad. That's, I mean, to me, that that's nothing. And I, you know, what happened with the child's death and everything, that was all I'm going to say is unfortunate. I'm not going to say anything more about that. Which, which I will say on that, the parents, I, I've seen the interviews with them, feel horrible as is. Oh, so, yeah. and it's and the, 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 the sucky part for them, for me personally, is, is they realized it. I mean, it sounds mean, but it was partially their fault, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I freak out when I can't hear my kid sitting in his chair eating breakfast, you know. So right, no, yeah, acts and accidents do happen. It was just unfortunate that's what happened, and yeah, yeah, yeah. all the the whole circumstances and 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 everything. Um, but and it, it is great that they you know are removing them that they have been proactive in doing it, and I dude. That kid's death was in 2016. I thought it was just like a couple years. <laughs> it seemed like that, just a couple years dude, ago. That, dude, that, it's five years ago now. That's how long it's been. That's what's crazy to me because I was the same thing. I saw that and I go, that was 2016. It felt like it was 2019. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's great that they're doing that. Uh, I mean, hopefully they're like, would they say removed from, oh, I guess it says Disney property. 
that they're not just going to the property line and finding the next pond over and dumping them in there. I'm sure they have a... They probably take them to one of the gator farms. They get well fed and yeah. Exactly. Whether it's a gator farm or, hey, this is, you know, out in the Everglades, you know, somewhere because they are, um, you know, wild. They're not tame or anything like that by any means. So it's not like you're taking them from captivity and releasing them back into the wild and they, right. you know, die in two days because they don't know how to eat how to find food no these are straight up legit animals who will who will kill you they will yeah so just stay on the walking passenger walking at night around well anytime around um around the the resort but no i saw that i'm like oh that you know that's cool that they're they're they were pro uh well i guess they'd be reactive with it but that they're still continuing doing that so, I mean, because they they could have put a sense. they could have put a facade on, like you said, and just been we're oh we're handling it, and for a couple of years did it, and then just bailed on it yeah, after no. people forgot about it for the most part. But I'm sure that you know it's good on them too, and you know, like anything, it it makes them um, look good as well. And maybe there's a spot that they take them to that is you know it's it's a pond or a body of water that's maybe named after the kid and that's a, a tribute to them that would be cool where hey we, we remove these gators and it goes to you know that the kids so this is pond yeah so but no I, I like i said a i saw that and b you know like you said man that was 2016 so that's but, crazy you know good, that's good crazy for, for, for at least keeping that up well, I hope you guys loved our Disney pile today because it was pretty in-depth because we love it so much. Um, but we do want to thank you all for listening. Again, Mr. J, I want to see funny photos of you with Loki if you can get into Avengers Campus because I'm super stoked. What, he's going this weekend? He's going to Walt Disney World. He's not going to Oh, Disney. he's going to Disney World. That's right. Never mind. So if, he goes, if he gets a picture at Avengers Campus, I will be very impressed. Well, Avengers Canvas, so apparently the Loki every week, his uniform changes according to the show. So I thought that was kind of cool. So, yeah. well, you have fun in Disney World. Um, have fun on Batu East. And make sure you tell everyone in Batu East that Batu West is the best Batu so that, you know, they can they can all suck it. Um, and uh, you tell Kylo Ren that he sucks as well. Um, they should have the characters being out and about more there, I think. So um, give them all the love and everything. And he'll be there when fireworks start as well. Awesome. Well, have fun, man. Um, thank you guys all for listening. Um, for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time.